This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, welcome into the Stinky Truth Podcast. Your host, uh, Mark Schler, alongside my co-host, Mike Evans, Millennial been producing the show. Uh, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, great folks over at uh, Bet Rivers, Bet with a Winner, Bet with Bet Rivers. Uh, check them out. Download the app. Check them out at betrivers.com. Mike, how are you, buddy? I am doing well, Mark Schlereth. Would you like to begin by playing a game? Oh, you know I love games. You love games. I do love games. We're, Go ahead. We're going to play a little game called Pretender or Contender. Hmm. Because we're three weeks through the NFL season. We're okay. heading into week four. Okay. And you've always said, hey, you know, the early part of the season, teams tend to look at this as an extension of training camp. Sure. So I wonder how much of what we're seeing in some cases is real or not real. Okay? Okay. You ready to play? Yes, I am. Miami Dolphins, are they a real pretender? I mean, a real contender? Or are you skeptical about their 3-0 start? Oh, no, I think they're a contender. I mean, I, th- I think you look at the way, you know, they eliminate scores. You look at the uh, the way they uh, – they uh, the way Tua's played has been nothing short of, of pretty brilliant. Um, and I, I'm talking about throwing the ball with confidence, with conviction. I mean, you, you talk about – like, I always love it when I see a quarterback just let it eat. You know, you just like, up oh, there it is. I, you know, and I know whatever that route combination is, my guy's coming open. I'm just going to let it eat. I'm going to throw it in there. And Tua has been exceptional at that, of recognizing coverage, recognizing who they're putting in conflict, and then just letting the ball rip. And so I think he's been really good that way. And so, you know, they've got Waddle's an incredibly talented dude. Tyreek Hill is, is incredibly talented. Uh, Gasecki can play. I mean, they've got – They've got talent, and like I said, Tua is a guy that I think I was very skeptical about, um, but the way he's played so far early in this season, man, he's been – and then he you know, he, he lifts himself up off the uh, back injury or whatever it was, you know, that he was losing his balance over. Um, looked like a head injury to yeah, you're not everybody. Yeah, you're not buying the explanation? No, but, you know, whatever. Um, he's – he's you know, he's going to – He's going to tie one on, and and we'll see what happens on Thursday night. But um, yeah, I I think the I think the Dolphins I think the Dolphins are are legit. Jacksonville pretender or contender? Uh, contender. Uh, man, I'm 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 just telling you. I don't even know the dudes' names. Ninety four and fifty two, and I'm watching them play against uh against the. The Colts. So I've got the Colts coming up this weekend. I've got uh, Tennessee at Indianapolis, and so I'm watching Indianapolis's offense, and I'm watching Jacksonville on the edge. And you know they play that hybrid Vic Fangio defense, that three-four, but they have, you know, essentially they'll play a lot of five-man front. And and I, I'm I'm just letting you know, dude. I'm watching. Now this is sacrilege. This is going to be hard for me to to say this, okay? This is a little bit like swallowing a turd sandwich. 
I'm watching Quentin Nelson get his ass kicked. No. I mean, it's Earl like, Gray himself. I'm like, I, I've never seen. He there was a play where he gets once stabbed in the chest, shoved into the backfield, and then the D lineman is a running back cuts inside. He flatbacks him, puts him on his back. Now, hey, every one of us gets our ass kicked occasionally, but their D line man, I was like, oosh, ain't nobody, ain't nobody running against the Jacksonville Jaguars. N- nobody. And let me repeat that. Ain't nobody running against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And at the end of the day, now, uh, Jonathan Taylor had, I think, 54 yards on only nine carries. But he had two 20-yard breakout runs in that. Like, two big-time explosives in, in that. One was kind of a, a run blitz where they got out of their gap assignment, which is easy to do when you run blitz. You know why? Because your momentum is carrying you all of a sudden, and you're supposed to be a C-gap, like a C-gap defender, you're a safety, and you're rolling down there on this blitz, and all of a sudden somebody just barely bumps you, and now you're not in the C-gap anymore. You're two gaps removed, right? You're in the D-gap, or I don't even know if there's something outside of D-gap, an E-gap, A-B-C-D-E, an E-gap. You're an E-gap. There's not even an E-gap. That means you're on the sideline somewhere. So, <laughs> like, like that that happens when you run blitz. And the other was they broke out some type of wham play. Uh, Indianapolis did. They, they caught them. Like, that's not what they were running. So, it was like one of those unexpected, uns, un, unscripted type of plays, unscripted looks where they got a gash, what gash run. So, the other seven runs he had, he had, he, in those two runs, he had, like, like about 22-yard average on each of those runs. So of the 54 yards, he got 44 on 20 play. In seven plays, he had 10 yards rushing. And it was it was like physically they were dominant. They were dominant up front. I just don't – and they did the same thing against Washington. I just don't see anybody legitimately running on that front. They're that talented. Okay, the team they play this week, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah. pretender or contender? They're a, they're a, they're a contender. I mean, the one question mark, that's going to be, by the way, you want to talk about strength-on-strength strength matchup because I think Philadelphia's O-line is probably the best in the business, and they've got this unique combination. Like, you're either, you're either big, or strong, big and strong or you're fast and athletic, but very rarely are you big, strong, fast, and athletic, and that's Philadelphia on both lines of scrimmage. And so Philadelphia, like, they're, they're a really, really good um, – Really good offensive line. This is a great matchup between strength on strength. But Philadelphia, you know, the one question you had about Philadelphia really was, will Jalen Hurts kind of progress? And, you know, revisionist history is really interesting because, you know, we see a guy as he is today and we forget what he was yesterday, right? And if you look at Josh Allen, there were question marks about Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, in year two, is he going to progress? Is he going to get better? Is he... Then all of a sudden he breaks out on the scene in year three and really plays well, you know, and now he's just everybody's MVP darling and da 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 Like Jalen Hurts is in year three, and this is the first year, Mike, since high school. First year since high school where he's had the same offensive coordinator and play caller two years in a row. First time since high school. And so you watch the progression of Jalen Hurts, and I asked his coach, Nick Seriani, I said, hey, man, what's his ceiling? And Nick goes, I don't know. 
I don't know what his ceiling is. Because every day he improves. Every single day. So I don't know when the improvement's going to ever stop. Like, that's it's the way he is wired. And he's a stoic guy. Man, you want to talk about a stone-cold sober dude. That's uh, Jalen Hurts. I mean, to get him to crack a smile is like a victory. Like, I had a victory in the meeting. You smiled. Woohoo! I win. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're a contender, man. They're damn good. They're a damn good football team. And plus, by the way, you know, you always think about this when, when you ask game planning questions. There's two things you look at from a game planning standpoint. So you're an offensive coach. Your two biggest factors in game planning, what do they look like up front? How are they up front? Can they rush the passer? Can they defend the run? Is there a wink link? Is there a guy that we can attack up front, right? So you think about that. Is there a guy we don't have to worry about that we can block one-on-one all day in pass pro? So up front, what do they look like? And who are their corners? Up front, Philadelphia can play. They got... They've got a really good D-line. They can really play. Their two corners are, I would put them as, you know, if you're talking about the two best corners, like the best tandem in football, I'd put them right there at the top of the best tandem in football because you got Dre Bly, you know, uh, uh, or not Dre Bly, gosh, I would go way back. (laughs) Darius Slay. Yeah, Darius Slay. um, Darius Slay, uh, big play Slay. And then you got James Bradbury on the other side. And since they since Bradbury came in the league, those are that's number one and number two. Darius Slay's one, Bradbury's number two in passes defended. Like they break up passes, that's what they do. And uh, big play Slay, you know, he got the nickname because that's what he is. Who would have thought Philadelphia and Jacksonville week four would be one of your highlight premier like, premier play right premier of the uh, of the weekend? I think they're in. I think they're in in London too. I believe. Are no, they? that's uh, Minnesota, New Orleans. Oh, okay. All right. I just thought Jacksonville played every London game. <laughs> no, Minnesota, New Orleans mm-hmm. going to London oh, okay. this weekend. Uh, one <laughs> other pretender contender. Dallas mm-hmm. with Cooper Rush, a quarterback. Ooh. Well, they're Dallas, so they're a pretender. <laughs> See, that's the old Washington in you. Yeah. Well, no, old... no, 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 no. Really, it comes to the division. The last back-to-back winners of the division were the Eagles back in 2003-2004. Dallas won the division last year, so they're automatically eliminated from winning the NFC East. Uh, Dude, I was impressed with Cooper Rush. I mean, Cooper Rush, you want to talk about letting it eat. He let it eat and, you know, checked. uh, uh, He he had some great at the line of scrimmage checks based on what was presented to him, the looks that were presented to him. Big run on, I think, a third down and 12 where he checked into a run and and they got a you know, they got 20-some-odd yards on that run, set them up like that. That was big time. So, yeah, Cooper Rush, I think Cooper Rush has, you know, played exceptionally well on Monday night. I, I still, I'm still going to go, the Cowboys going to Cowboy. They're going to find a way to screw things up. Um, you know, they'll weather the storm until Dak is back, and then Dak will come in there and he'll play like, you know, garbage or well, whatever. Well, because I've heard from some Cowboy Friends of mine, fans mm-hmm. who are friends of mine, who have said, yeah, you know, hey, Dak, take your time. Don't rush back. Make sure that's healed. The implication One, clear. I know. They're One. better off with Cooper Rush than Dak right. Prescott. One game, and all of a sudden we're ready to anoint Cooper Rush. All right, so let's. Is this the Matt Flynn effect? Yes, right. <laughs> let's Let's slow down on. 
you know, what this is, uh, this is like go through all those. This is a Scott Mitchell, AJ Feely, uh, you know, go, go through one hit wonders. Yeah. Huh? Go through the guys that put together back to back good games that got a chance to be starters, you know, big time starting to get paid. Matt Flynn, as you mentioned, um, there's, there's quite a few of those guys over the course of time. Um, so again, let's, let's pump our brakes. Some premier matchups this weekend. Okay. Buffalo and Baltimore. Mm. MVP past in Lamar Jackson. Maybe MVP future in Lamar Jackson versus the um, odds-on favorite to win the MVP this year in Josh Allen. Let me ask you, how do you lose a game where you have 90 plays on offense? 90 to – they lost to the – Miami Dolphins, they had 90 plays. I think the Dolphins had 39 offensive plays. Like, how do you how do you do that? Um, oh, you you make mistakes. You turn it over in the red zone. You make a few mistakes. You you know you muff a punt or I can't remember all the different scenarios. I end up watching that game, but um, but yeah, it's yeah. Not, wow, I hadn't. I thought you were no. You being Mark Schlereth, I thought there was you know. Gross misrepresentation and exaggeration, right. but you're right. Ninety to thirty nine in plays. So I was dead on. Forty to twenty in time of possession. Yeah, dead on. Wow. Four hundred, yeah, five hundred total yards to two hundred and twelve, and they lost the game. Yeah. Wow. Would you like to apologize to I, me? I I will apologize. Thank you. My I, I apologize. I appreciate that. I'm only you're you, stone cold. Man. Right. I only usually see this is something you need to know about. Is it so we just you just learned something? I'm only exaggerating when I'm telling good stories about myself. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'm spot on. Unless if I don't know it, but I know it's close, I'll throw an ish on there. Yeah. I usually throw an ish. Well, let's face it. Over the years, you you've set the bar so low. That, yeah, that, 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 that I can is, usually that trip I'm over it. when you rise right. above it. Right. Well, usually <laughs> I can trip over the bar, I said. Like, oh, oh, hey, oh, hey look, I, but I still got over You're it. right. So. How did they lose that game? How do you lose that? How do you lose that game? You know, you give up some key turnovers. Like I said, you, you turn the ball over in the – I think they turned they the ball one over. one turnover. I think it was in a red zone turnover, okay, though. Okay, yes. Um, yeah, they, I mean, it's just a, there's just a, a couple of things that uh, that didn't go the right way and – yeah, it's it's amazing. So I still think Buffalo is probably the class of uh, of the AFC. So not the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, boy, you want to you want to talk about betting on yourself? Yeah, Lamar is Lamar has played exceptional exceptional football, and and his you know his connection with Mark Andrews is the otherworldly right now. Um, defensively, though, Mike, they they've given up big points in. Yeah, they gave up big points, I think, last week. They gave up big points. I don't know if they've given up big points in every game this season, but they've given up a lot of points. And they busted coverages. Miami got them a couple of times on busted coverages. And that defense, you know, that they were so well kind of put together under Wink Martindale. And Wink, I know Wink takes a lot of chances. Now, he is the defense coordinator now with the New York Giants, but Wink takes a lot of chances he errs on the side of aggression. He is going to blitz. He's going to come after. He's going to do all that stuff. I thought it really matched up well with the way they ran their offense, 
which was run the ball, control the clock, eat you up. Uh, you know, third down and six is a running down. You know, convert, and we're going to score points, and then we're going to get the ball right back. And you're just going to wear a defense out doing that. They just haven't been the same. They've been they've been a team that you know seems to want to you know want to you know play a little bit less uh, aggressively on the defensive side. And and they've given up a lot of points here. Uh, like I said, to Miami, I think they gave up a lot of points last week. So I don't know what the final score was of that game. Against New England. Yeah. Yeah, they still gave up, um, I think it was 26 points. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, uh, Patriots definitely had a chance, if not for some turnovers, to get over 30. So uh, so you like Buffalo in this one? Um where is it at? Is it's it at Baltimore? It's at Baltimore. Yeah, I still would. I still would go. I'd still go with Buffalo. How much do you, by the way, put into trying to recover from a game physically? Because that Dolphin Bills game was a grind. I mean, sure. You saw guys. Stephon Diggs' body gave out. You saw the exhausted Josh Allen afterwards. Just kind of, you know, he gave a post game right. hug with two and just kind of put his, you know, head tiredly on onto his. Uh, Shoulder, so because right, two is so much shorter. That was just him saying, "Hey, short guy. Hey, little guy. Let me come down to you. Yeah, let me there. Oh, oh, look at you. you're so cute. And they put you in a baby Bjorn and yeah. carry you off but the what field. What about it? You, it's it's not long travel, but you're you're talking about going from Miami back to Buffalo and then you're heading back out on the road. What what about the attrition factor? Just physically recovering from a game like that, right? I think is um, there much to it? Uh you know, offensively, you're going to be 90 plays is 90 plays, man. That's a game and a half, so that that that's a bit of a grind. And yeah, there's going to be some there's going to be some recovery that's got to take place, um, especially in the heat in Miami. You know where you you know it was bat wings. You need to describe what bat wings are oh, again. When it's so hot that your uh, that your stuff sticks to your legs. <laughs> You try to open your inner thighs. Yeah, you try to open up your thighs and just it's like the bat spreading its wings. <laughs> and that's a hawk, I guess. Yeah, and then I, you're yeah, then what, you're all uncomfortable. Yeah, you're yeah, like doing yeah. the you're, you're doing to get, the you're like to get the, the unstick. Yeah, you're doing the chicken uns- wing dance on the bench, the right? One is, but one still. <laughs> we like it's like playing an accordion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah, man, yeah I mean, you go, you go straight bat you wings are a on there. National treasure. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you don't want to go bat wing on them. Uh, yeah, the offense, but you got to think the defense is probably pretty fresh. Only thirty nine plays. Is, is Lamar Jackson in a, a position where, unfortunately for him, no matter what he does during the regular season, he could have another MVP season. But he's he's still going to be dogged by the idea of your game does not translate. To the postseason, especially if the Ravens fall behind. Sure, that he just it, sure. It, no matter what he does, that that's what's dogging him right now. That and this is not this is not a long term sustainable model. Even though he's on pace to throw fifty seven touchdown passes this year, right? Yeah. Again, because of the way you run the ball, you're like you're going to get. You're gonna get, you know, you're gonna know the answers to the test before you do it, and and he has definitely thrown the ball really well. There's like, Lamar is legit that way, but I still think, I still think, the end of the day, you're like, we're gonna sign you to a ginormous deal, 
and this is not the the sustainability is not long term. You know, I mean, who 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 sustains? Who plays until they're forty? It's you know, it's it's the pocket passers. It's what's going on in Denver right now. And what's going on in Denver right now is we have a quarterback that's a future Hall of Famer that doesn't look the same right now until the very end of the game when he took some matters in his own hands and he looked like the old Russell Wilson. But you're 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 going, I know, I've heard the critics, I understand. The quarterback is like, uh, like you got to get into his mindset. I know, I understand, I've heard the critics. Like, I can't just consistently win from the pocket. I take too many sacks that I – like I gotta, that's part of my game that I have to improve upon. That I have to be different at, for for me to play like I'm Drew Brees into my forties, right? I mean, there's I don't think there's any question that that's going on, and and rightfully so because I think as a as a player, as we all age and lose athleticism, you realize that you can't do the things you did early in your career, so you have to play smarter, not harder. And I think that's a, a process that all of us go through as as players. And that's, I mean, it, it takes a little bit of time to, to get to that. So, you know, I think they look at Lamar and go, okay, at what point, you know, does this not become sustainable? At what point does the injury start to to overwhelm you as a player? And then are you a guy that can win from the pocket or are you a guy that has to have the play action, all the, you know, the zone read stuff, all the, you know, like uh, those are, I think those are legitimate questions. Listen, if they didn't have a question, he'd be signed. True. If they didn't, if if they in Baltimore did not question that he would have a new contract. Yeah. Because if they really truly believed you'd be like, okay, we're set. We found our guy. We're one of the lucky ones. Right. In a league that's constantly tripping over themselves trying to find guys. They, we found our guy. Right. They'd be like, oh, you want to set the market, Lamar? Yeah. Great. We'll set the market yeah. because you know what's going to happen? It's going to get trumped, and eventually you'll be a value. So, yeah, that's that's where they are. Chiefs in Tampa this weekend. Oh. First of all, let's talk about the Chiefs. Uh, another blow-up between Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes. Right. And just like in the playoff game last year, Mahomes and the offense went into the tank. Same thing happened this past week. Is this a a problem for Andy Reid moving forward? I don't know that it's a I don't know that it's a problem, but it certainly has to be managed. Um, you know, I was on Colin Cowherd the other day, and and you were, you just were. Yeah, I was. I just was. Mahomes. Does he and Eric Bieniemy have a problem? They do. They just do. Right. Um. <laughs> I think I call it. NBA players are tall. They are. They just are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, listen, man. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, you know. I posed the question. People said. Yeah, I got a bunch of people. You said that Patrick Mahomes doesn't doesn't react well to criticism. Uh, like I asked the question. Could that be? Like. I fought with my offensive line coach a bunch. That didn't didn't bother me during the game, but I didn't find the field to be a sanctuary for my personal problems, right? Like if if my wife and I were fighting or whatever, like it it's hard for me to let go of that stuff. So it wasn't like some sanctuary like, oh, hey, what, I got all these, you know, personal issues going on, but I go out on the field and just ball out of control. Like like every player is different. Every player has to be managed differently. 
And so my question is, you know, like, does, you know, does does Patrick Mahomes have an issue with some of the blowups on the sideline or with, you know, with because we know that Eric Bieniemy, I don't really know Eric Bieniemy. Um I think I've met Eric Bieniemy, but I, I, like I know people that know him well and and say he's one of those confrontational type of coaches. And all I have to go on is there was an issue at the end of the first half against Cincinnati in the playoffs, and, you know, things didn't go well in the second half. And, and last week, um, you know, last week, I, I don't know what the second half stats were, but last week they lost a game where they only scored – man, they scored 17 points. Now I know that Travis Kelsey, he made a great throw to Kelsey. He made a, a back shoulder – like a back shoulder seam. So Kelsey's got, Kelsey catches that 100 out of 100 times. He dropped it. You know, and, and that's a game winner. And they chose to go for a fake punt on fourth down or a fake field goal on fourth down where your holder is throwing a ball. I mean, if you're going to go for it on fourth down, maybe you just let Mahomes do it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, what do I know? So anyhow, I, like all I all I was trying to do is pose the question. Maybe that's not – maybe that – Andy Reid had to step in between the two of them. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. We saw that. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is maybe that's not, maybe that's not the way to handle. And I always, t- you know, I always tell this story, Mike. I was, I was injured. I was playing in Denver. I was injured, and so I was standing, you know, standing next to my offensive line coach and, and Mike Shanahan because where the ball was on the field, I kind of followed the ball, and um, I'm coaching up my backup you know I'm keeping an eye on on the guy that's playing for me um you know just to kind of hey this what's going on and did you see this or whatever and so one of I'm not going to mention names but one of our prominent players got a holding call and Mike was like hey it's okay it's okay don't hey that was a baloney call you know no good don't worry about it you're fine you're fine we're walking back to the huddle and he turned to me and goes if that was you I would have cussed you out and he goes and he just said out of the blue, he goes, you just got to know your players. Some guys can handle that type of coaching. Some guys can't. I go, if I, he goes, if I scream at that guy for getting a holding call, he goes, he'll be in the tank for four plays after that because I screamed at him. You, you'll just be pissed at me. Mm-hmm. And go and play well. And go play well, yeah. right. And so it, it, it's an interesting, like it's an interesting look into the psychology of your players and managing your players. And all I'm saying is I, I have no idea, but, you know, I, I think Patrick Mahomes is a unicorn. And anyhow, I I don't know. Well, Tom Brady's a unicorn. He is the unicorn of unicorns. He is. Three weeks in, though. Bucks only averaging 17 points per game. I know they didn't have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans in the, the last yeah. game, but something seem off to you? Sure, yeah. I mean, uh, you, first off, I think – I think it's the first time probably in Brady's career where person his personal life is it's definitely affected him. There's no like no how can it not? Yeah. Like I know we think he's not human, but he's human. Not only are you dealing with issues, just just in by itself you're dealing with those issues, but now the whole world knows about him. Right. And they're looking for signs that yeah. well he's doing you, this because you, of that. And you had to leave camp for 11 days and now there's the story that you're you're taking Wednesdays off. Come on, like that's never like he loves he loves being 
Like the, the it's the last bastion. It's the only place that he can be a dude. Tom Brady. You think Tom Brady can go to the carpool line and you know and like like you, you go to the grocery store and I I I, I like I don't know I I just think and I I don't think I know he loves going to the locker room because he's just he's he can be one of the guys you know even though he's even though he's got a status there you know, he can play cards and he can you know he can go through what he goes and they and they they have a Friday competition to see so you can throw the ball in the bucket and they. You know, and and they've got little, they've got games going on, like games within the game. That that's part of the fun of of playing. So we'll see what happens. Chiefs, Bucks. Who you got in that one? Oh, I'll take. Oof. Tampa's at home, an underdog. Tampa's at home, an underdog. Can I see the Chiefs losing back to back games? I'm telling you, Tampa's defense. You see Tamp- Tampa losing back to back games. <sighs> One of these teams is going to lose back-to-back games, unless it's a tie. A tie. Um, I am going to say I would take the off the off just off the top of my head. I'd take the Chiefs. Okay. What about you? I can't bet against Brady at home, coming off a loss. Me neither. I lied. <laughs> I I love I love him. I love him. I, I tried to be. Tried, I tried to be, be objective, and it lasted for about oh, right three seconds. Right. I just was like, no, let me do this so people don't think. No, nope, I've got a love affair. <laughs> I'll just. I'll just admit it. I'll just. I'm just on gonna that, go ahead. On that yeah. uncomfortable note. Hey, thanks for listening to the Stinky Truth Podcast for Millennial Ben for Mike. I am Mark. Thanks to our presenting sponsor, great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers. We'll be back with you next week.